0: Hey, y'all. Hi, what's up? How are you today? Let's sit down. Let's sit down and talk about you. Oh, wait, this is one way, isn't it? All right, well, in that case, let's talk about me. I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash MatthewDonald. There you'll find bonus content for both my podcasts, The Ritwit and Paleobites, for the paleobites bonus content, we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals, and this month we're talking about Godzilla vs. Kong. ba 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 ba, ba 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 That's the Terminator theme. Also, I recognize that there isn't any real prehistoric animals in that movie, but look, when I say it counts, it counts, man. It's exactly what it was supposed to be, and it was everything we all dreamed it would be, it's great. So we discuss all about that movie and the Monsterverse as a whole and what could come next and how it relates to dinosaurs in some way or other. Spoiler alert. It really doesn't. But it's close enough. Link is in the description for where you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support. Have a lovely day. Roar. Rowl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, a podcast that's a real sight for Saurus. You know, like Saurus, like Tyrannosaurus, instead of sore eyes. That joke worked better in my head. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Matthew Dolan. Each week, I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week, I'm joined by reoccurring guest and famed adventurer. Uh, I hear. Uh, there's going to be a film serial series about her life. <laughs> in the vein of well, the classic sense by Indiana Jones, it's Natasha Crack, how are you? Hey,
1: I'm doing well. And uh, I doubt there will be a film series.
0: Yeah, like, sometimes I wonder, like, if there's a movie about me, one, it would be a pretty boring movie, but two, who would play me or all the characters in my life?
1: Oh, that's something I would not want to live to see if I'm the, being
0: perfectly honest. Because, you know, the thing about those, uh, Film adaptations of historical characters. A lot of times, they pick Hollywood actors that look nothing like them, or a lot more handsome than them. Right. Like, have you seen *October Sky*? I have not. It's an early Jake Gyllenhaal movie. It's about this guy who was inspired by Sputnik in the '50s, and he wanted to be an engine, a rocket engineer, and his idol was Warner von Braun. And,
1: oh boy!
0: And uh, he built rockets, and he later on went to work for NASA. Uh, he he was from like a small town, and in North Carolina, that was, like, just a coal town, so he, so the, there wasn't a lot of hope for people there. Uh-huh. They either worked in the mines or got a football scholarship if they were lucky, so... Oh. So, anyway, it's a good movie, but if you at the end, you know, when they show the real people, I'm like, wow, look at these dorks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they
1: did, uh, and sometimes I watch old movies, they did get Charlie Chaplin to play a certain 1940s German leader at one point. I
0: mean, they had the same mustache, so...
1: You could tell it was glued on to Mr. Chaplin.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. So
1: Not that it wasn't utterly hilarious yeah, with sounds... him doing a ballet with
0: a globe. Okay, that sounds pretty funny. All right, so I guess I guess in the topic of old movies, here's the dinosaur-related question I'll ask you. <laughs> uh, if you could have, like, a classic old... Take, like, a classic old movie. Now, add a dinosaur to it, but specifically make it so that the dinosaur is made from the effects they had at the time. So, so if you want to add like wizard of oz or something it's got to have like a stop motion like king kong sort of thing. <laughs> or or if it's like if it's more low budget have like a lizard or something <laughs> Which which uh movie would you do?
1: Oh, that's interesting cuz in the morning my dispatcher's often playing old movies and more often than not there's these old westerns that pop up.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I would love to see a Horse swapped for a dinosaur. Oh yeah, a low budget dinosaur where they clearly just put a dinosaur costume on the
0: horse. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how can you have them ride it if it? You can't have them ride if it's stop motion. Like, even like in. But uh, you could. I mean, there's some ways to do it. Like, remember in Empire Strikes Back, they had those Tauntauns or something hey, in, yes. in the snow. They were stop motion, but they had people ride them. Probably because like when it showed the person on it, they had like a puppet or something in front of it. But when it was actually moving. I don't, Probably, because yeah. they
1: were really talented puppeteers back then. Yeah. But yes, I would love to see some horses swapped out with some dinosaurs in some of those old westerns.
0: Nice. I, I think that'd be good too.
1: And maybe because there's often such cheesy romance, have a dinosaur come in and eat one of them. Ooh. In some hilariously fake way. <laughs>
0: Uh, like something like in the how it kills in the Velocipastor, you
1: know? Or just, you know, how those old, old dinosaur movies? Yeah. Where they would have dinosaurs basically knock each other
0: over. Right. And then, like, you'd have it, like, superimposed or something with someone uh-huh. in a really bad way.
1: Uh-huh. With cheap, obviously fake blood special. effects. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did a lot of old movies show blood back then? Some of them did. Yeah, I feel like that was that was more in the 70s. With, or yeah. Maybe it was. I don't know. That's just the part in movies where I remember everything got real hardcore and a lot of mainstream movies were basically what would be porn today. <laughs> <laughs> like, I
1: think in some of the old westerns, it really depended. Yeah. Sometimes they would show a gunshot wound, but they wouldn't show anything more than it hit and there was a dark spot. Yeah. Because uh, they could have fake blood pellets.
0: Right. And speaking of dark spot, there'd be a lot of Casual racism of ba- course Back then So
1: Of course so Which somehow
0: They put the dinosaur Involved in that I don't know how <laughs> Maybe a Native American Is all stereotypical And
1: Well maybe have The Native Americans Ride the dinosaurs Yeah And so chase out the cowboys There we go Okay so this is <laughs>
0: That's more what I'm talking about Yeah
1: I mean old movies Are fun If you understand What you're looking at
0: Yeah exactly
1: And that's just the deal They're yeah they're good for film history they really are it is important to look at these old things as products of their time
0: and speaking of products of their time <laughs> we're talking about a, a creature that's a real product of its time <laughs> <laughs> best segue yeah <laughs> we're talking about pliosaurus ah yes uh, uh, the, or the more lizard Presumably because it looks more look, looks more like a lizard than a plesiosaur, which means near-lizard.
1: Eh, sometimes I wonder with these paleontologists.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another nickname for this creature, though. Predator X.
1: Yeah, when was this discovered? Because that sounds totally 90s.
0: Uh, that one, we'll, we'll get to when that one was discovered. But And the original one was discovered in the 1800s, though. That doesn't sound like an 1800s thing.
1: No, it really doesn't. If it was 1800s,
0: it would probably be more like, Predatoris Maximus. No, that's earlier. Never mind. Yeah, the- <laughs> that's Roman times.
1: <laughs> no, the 1800s, they had some very lovely vocabulary actually yes, yes, so indeed. it would probably sound more eloquent than just predator this,
0: x this was an insurmountable example of predation in... and <laughs> I, I can't talk <laughs> uh, it's too early in the morning for me <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so type is a pliosaur plesiosaur a group of short-necked, big-headed plesiosaurs that includes the more famous Lyoplerodon.
1: on
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, not really, that one. Uh, that creature's a bit of an anticlimax. Go listen to the episode I did on that. <laughs> Mockingbird dinosaurs did it dirty. Or they did it way too good, actually. Real <laughs> life did it dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Size, uh, 30 to 43 feet, less so 9 to 13 meters long. 25 to 35 tons.
1: So it would have been impressive.
0: It would have been impressive. But if a 9.2-foot... Slash 2.8 meter mandible found as any indication, though it might have gone up even up to 59 feet slash 18 meters long.
1: Wow, that would have been a predator. <laughs>
0: that would have been a predator, been a hell of a predator. Speaking of which, diet carnivore. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, this was a predator, man. This wasn't like a manatee or it ate seagrass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of herbivorous sea creatures, is there? That we know of. Yeah, the manatee's like the only big one I can think of. I'm, I'm, I know there are, There has to be others,
1: but... Well, in the fossil record, I'm sure there were several. There were actually...
0: Oh, there was this giant manty, I forget the name of it. It was like the size of an orca, and I totally want to do it for paleobites someday. Nice. Yeah. I forget what's called siren something. I don't know. Anyways, time, late Jurassic, 156 to 147 million years ago. Nine million years is not a bad range. Uh, location, Europe and South America so far. It was described in 1842. Pop culture appearance. History Channel did a whole documentary on it called Predator X, which is pretty sweet. It's certainly more historical than other documentaries they have about aliens building the pyramids or whatever.
1: <laughs> Wait, History Channel did something credible in the past five years?
0: Uh, okay, this was a while back. This was longer than five years ago.
1: Okay, because since at least five years ago, yeah. they've been nothing but Hitler and aliens.
0: And, of course, you know, speaking of, like, racism, it's always that aliens built monuments that non-white people built. Well,
1: they claim that aliens built Stonehenge, too.
0: Oh, okay. I guess that's true. That's true. But, like, the pyramids, it's like, oh, that's this wonderful, majestic thing. It wasn't built by white people, though, so it had to have been aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: like I said, they claim... Aliens built Stonehenge.
0: Yeah, when are they going to claim that aliens built, like, Notre Dame or something? (laughs) (laughs) They go real bold. (laughs) You know, some of those old cathedrals were huge for the time. They really were. Like, if you go, like, through, like, the tallest buildings of all time throughout history, after the Great Pyramids, there reaches a point in, like, Renaissance times where it was just cathedral after cathedral after cathedral. the church had money. (laughs) They did.
1: And they paid their architects well.
0: And it took hundreds of years sometimes to finish these things. <laughs> Anyways, also the documentary Planet Dinosaur featured a pliosaurus hunting a chimerosaurus, a smaller plesiosaur. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. And that's based off of, like, a real story, which I'll get to as well. Uh, one thing the Mesozoic had no shortage of was sea monsters. The number of different ways you could be munched and crunched by a bunch of saltwater-ridden teeth was quite remarkable. <laughs>
1: Uh, the oceans have always been terrifying, but it seems the Mesozoic was one of the most terrifying.
0: Yeah, I still think the most terrifying was the one where, more recently, where both Megalodon and Leviathan <laughs> were both swimming yeah. about.
1: but you know, when they were full grown, they were focused on each other.
0: I guess that's true. They wouldn't care about a little bit of human. No, <laughs> maybe Megalodon.
1: Maybe. Maybe,
0: but probably not, though. Hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, All right, but so how about a monster that's so cool that it's also got an X in its name?
1: I mean, did they get stuck in the 90s? Because in the 90s, everything was extreme! It was extreme!
0: Yeah, Uh, but not in the genus name, like the previously covered Zefectonus, which is a big fish that, like, lived alongside mosasaurus but the letter itself was one of its nicknames everything sounds cool with x at the end like a cheesy uh 90s supervillain be like initiating plan x <gasps>
1: or lunchables extreme yeah. pizza and <laughs> gogurt x <laughs> remember gogurt Wait, always-
0: they're still around oh it's so cool I'm gonna go get me some gogurt after.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Somehow they survived the 90s.
0: Yeah. Not sure how. Oh, I remember seeing the commercials for gogurt. You see, like someone rollerblading with like a bright, saturated T-shirt on and drinking some gogurt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you would see also that with the honeycomb cereal. My goodness, some of those. Commercials. Oh, the honeycomb
0: cereal. I remember that. <laughs> those
1: commercials were creative.
0: Ah, uh, hopefully. Weird.
1: It- but create
0: I miss honeycomb cereal I don't think I ever even had it but it looked good. no maybe i have had it once
1: It was okay yeah it I, was I a like kid me cereal I like me
0: some kids cereals all these boring adult cereals <laughs> raisin Bran. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean it's incredible what
0: will survive yeah I guess that's true. All right, so um, this is this X thing though is what happened with a particularly large species of source which was discovered in 2007. So not quite 90s, in that transitionary in that transition, yeah, in the <period>. transition time. <laughs> That's still a bit late, though. I feel like like 2007, yeah, but I feel
1: like into po- the first couple years of the 2000s, so we were still seeing some of that.
0: I guess that's true, and, like, the 2007 was around when, like, I think that was when the first Call of Duty Modern Warfare game came out, so we're getting into Prime, Doritos, and Mountain Dew kind of era. Yeah! <laughs> like,
1: well, video games were ramping up. Xbox. And they were getting better yeah. and better and better. Yep. And the 2000s was a real good time for that growth.
0: It was. Uh, when the fossils were first discovered in Norway, which were not only larger than any other known Pliosaur but also relatively complete it garnered the nickname Predator X and received extensive media attention some even (laughs) dubbing it the most fearsome animal to ever swim the oceans
1: well we'll let the paleontologists debate on that one in circles
0: yeah I feel like Mosasaurs would like to have a word with you about that Predator X (laughs) I
1: feel like even Megalodon
0: yeah or Megalodon or Leviathan or
1: Dunkleosteus would like to have a few words in there Zepactinus was pretty factus
0: was pretty terrifying. Tylosaurus. That was the Mosasaur that uh, the Aquaman villain Orm rode in Aquaman. <laughs> According to the director, that was a Tylosaurus. <laughs> Good on I feel him. like
1: there's a few modern sea creatures that, even they're smaller, would like to have some words.
0: Orcas, great white sharks. Half the jellyfish in Australia. Oh, uh, I guess that's true. Oh, yeah. For, it doesn't have to be about size, does it?
1: No, it really doesn't.
0: Yeah, like... I don't think anything could kill you as quickly as a box of jellyfish. Like even there's a couple contenders in Australia. I guess it's, well, I mean like in terms of sea creatures, although maybe like the sea snakes. I don't know.
1: There's a cone snail, the geographic cone snail.
0: Oh, okay. They're
1: sometimes called the cigarette snail because you have as long as it takes to smoke a cigarette before you're dead.
0: Oh wow! But even like if like a mosasaur just ate you, I feel like it would take longer than three minutes for you to die because it'd be big enough for you to be swallowed whole. Probably. Although Mosasaur's nothing but it had these big these teeth in the back of its throat.
1: Oh, great! So it's a glorified moray eel. Yeah.
0: So actually, maybe. Uh, maybe. So yeah, if a Mosasaur got you and shredded you, and it's maybe that could kill you quicker than a box jellyfish. Probably. Probably a less painful death then though. <laughs> Probably. I don't know, but um.
1: But yeah, uh, Predator X. There's a few sea creatures that would like to have words about you with you about who is the most terrifying
0: yeah exactly but the media likes to exaggerate stuff it's all about the ratings of course the sensationalism <laughs> i really need to stop going on twitter <laughs> because the amount of times people yell at each other on twitter or yell at you on twitter right even if it's like people i agree with like it still makes me really tense like i see a lot of people on twitter who are saying like we gotta end the filibuster or america is dead you know Right. Yeah, and as much as I like, I think, yeah, we should get rid of the filibuster. The way they keep saying it, it's like they're yelling at me. In the filibuster, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you want America to survive, Matt? I'm Uh, like, I'm doing everything I can. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right?
1: Some people on the internet, y'all need to take a chill pill. Yeah, calm
0: down, guys.
1: Take a chill this pill. This is
0: just the next series of problems humanity has to solve for itself. There will always be more. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's not the end. Still and keep sometimes fighting. Sometimes we
1: but... gotta focus on the practical problems that we can solve. Exactly.
0: Today. This particular species of <laughs> yeah that's so big, its full scientific name is Pliosaurus Funky. <laughs> F-U-N-K-E-I. After Bjorn Funke, the discovery of the holotype. Yes, Funky. <laughs> I'll stick to Predator X, thank you.
1: <laughs> funky, what is this now, the 70s? Yeah, I was going to
0: say, like, Predator X is 90s and 2000s. Funky is the 70s, man.
1: Well, Funky was still kind. I was around people that would use Funky in the 90s. Yeah,
0: that's true. And the word dude dude. Well, that was more 80s. when that got, I mean, that was around for a while, but the 80s that, is when that got real popular, right? Yeah,
1: and it survived well into the 90s and was, early 2000s.
0: So, I still say dude, but oftentimes it's like a way to like again, when talking to someone on Twitter or something to calm people down, like, dude, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure this out. We'll, we'll end the filibuster someday. Dude, dude.
1: <laughs> right? I mean, you can kind of tell someone grew up between the 80s and the 90s when they used dude as the most gender and species and just all around neutral terms. That's
0: true. I think dude is gender neutral. It is. And I, and I know some people disagree with this, and that's fine, but I think guys is gender neutral too. Like, hey, guys.
1: It can be. Like, In some context. people
0: disagree, and I get that. Context, like, really? Yeah, like, it depends but on what you're saying. But you're if I'm asking just asking people to pay attention. If I'm just like, hey, guys, you know, I say that to girls a lot, so and they don't seem to mind. Hey. Or maybe they do and they don't tell me. Yeah, uh, but. <laughs> anyways. I mean, context is everything. Anyways, uh, just know I mean no harm from it. Um, Another species of Pliosaurus, Pliosaurus macromeris, is only known from a 9.2 foot slash 2.8 meter uh, long mandible. This is what I was talking about earlier. And generally for Pliosaurs, the skull is one-seventh of the total length. So if it's true for this, it might then, have been oh up my to goodness. 59 feet slash 18 meters long, the length of a Mosasaur or a Megalodon.
1: <laughs> In which case, that might be a contender for the most terrifying ocean predator.
0: Yeah, I feel like Mosasaurs are faster, though.
1: Probably. Like,
0: like, Pliosaurus have, like... Bigger fins and like smaller tails, so like they use kind of their fins to propel themselves. Yeah, while...
1: but dolphins can go incredibly fast.
0: Well, I know, but they use their tails. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like this would be like a, a, like a sea turtle where it uses just its fins, so it'd be slower, I think. Well, like a bosasaur would, would also use but it its probably tail.
1: Probably a good deal more agile because it could adjust its angle. It's more
0: maneuverable. I just don't know if it's faster. That so. is a good question. So I don't know, like,
1: but sometimes. In a fight with animals or an aircraft,
0: the maneuverability is what seals it. That's true. That's true. But I feel like a mosasaur, since it has a more snake-like body, since it's related to lizards and snakes, it could like just slither through the water. Although maybe I'm just imagining it in Aquaman, where it slithers super fast with orm riding it, and then at the end there's a scene where it like they go up to the surface to f- have the final showdown. The, the mosasaurus, or the tylosaurus, I should say, leaps. Like fifty to a hundred feet in the air before, like <laughs> going back down. It's great.
1: Uh, movie. I love that movie. <laughs> that well, was one of DC's better movies. It's just
0: so bonkers and yet so earnest in its bonkersness. I love it. Anyways, so this this creature is more like what uh, more people soon light Pleuridon was after watching it unleash its Jurassic carnage and walking with dinosaurs. <laughs> Although only half to two-thirds of the size is how that monster was depicted, which is still better than a fifth of the size like the actual Lyopleuridon was. (laughs) In fact, though, a former species of Lyopleuridon is actually now known as a synonym of Pliosaurus. Interesting. Meaning that maybe walking with dinosaurs meant that as its representative.
1: Could be. We'd Although, have to go ask
0: the producers. Yeah, my theory, though, is that since BBC produced Walking with Dinosaurs and La Pluridon is known mainly from England, but also France, but mainly England, they did they did the British version of America, America, <laughs> and greatly exaggerated the animal that represented their surprised. homeland. <laughs> I
1: wouldn't be surprised.
0: That's my theory, anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'd have to go ask the producers.
0: Uh, yeah. Speaking of like uh, documentaries, though, like dinosaur documentaries, like that. Remember how I said that that scene in Plant Dinosaur where it's hunting a a was based off of a real story? Well, fossils of the contemporary pliosaur Camarasaurus have been found with bite marks that match those of Pliosaurus. Well, oh, that's cool. Which is where the Plant Dinosaur got the basis for their scene depicting that attack. Nice. It's always cool to see the evidence of how these animals interacted with each other.
1: It really is cool to see that, and then they put it on film.
0: Yeah. Uh, my favorite my fossil, and this is probably true of a lot of people, of, di- of dinosaurs or other creatures interacting with each other is the uh, Velociraptor and Protoceratops skeleton where they're in mid-combat. You know that one, right? Yes. Yeah, that one's great.
1: <laughs> Who doesn't know about that if they love dinosaurs? That's
0: true. Oh, it was so cool. So cool. Like, <laughs> I love the the webcomic I saw of it, though, of, like, of like it, it, it happened more mundanely than we thought. Like, uh... uh, uh Velociraptor and a Proceratops got stuck in a tarpit. They're trying to climb on each other to get out. And they're like, dude, it's like you're weighing me down. Ah, no, stop biting my hand. I'm trying to get off here. What? <laughs> and just yell at each other. It's like, ah, guys, nah. And then they, and that's how they die. <laughs> so. Anyways, we get to rate Plyosaurus one out of 65 million. So I'm going to give it like a 60 million. It's pretty cool.
1: It is a pretty cool creature. I mean, just for its 90s nostalgia, it does deserve that $60 billion.
0: Yeah. Uh, the fact
1: that they stuck a straight-up 90s joke into its name.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, this is related to 90s stuff. I know we've been uh, derailing a lot on this episode. <laughs> That's Paleobites for you in a nutshell. Our listeners will love it. Yeah. Uh, do you know those uh, those times when they merged certain dc and marvel superheroes together
1: oh yes and
0: they uh the the one they did that was the most 90s thing i've ever seen is when they merged batman and wolverine together
1: i think i've seen that one. oh have you
0: seen the costume that's that, obnoxious that is obnoxious and it's, it's logan wayne is the character <laughs> and Yeah, the,
1: i've heard of it i haven't read those comics yet
0: Batman is only as interesting as he is because he has no powers. If you give Batman Wolverine powers, he's unstoppable. <laughs> like,
1: Which, in a way, would be terrifying for the universe he's in.
0: Yeah, like Batman, on his own, can already defeat Superman because he's smart enough to know what to do and how to exploit the kryptonite. But to have Batman and give him Wolverine powers, that's too much. <laughs>
1: Like, yeah, it is kind of going over the top
0: there. Yeah, that healing factor. Oh man, you just couldn't. There's nothing.
1: Are we keeping the intelligence of Batman, or are we tempering it with Wolverine's intelligence? Is
0: Wolverine not intelligent, or?
1: He's intelligent, but he's very, very impulsive. And I would say that he's less so than Batman. Yeah,
0: Batman's more methodical. So Batman
1: is very, very methodical. Wolverine's an excellent tracker, but Batman
0: is too. I feel like in order to balance him out, yeah, I'd have to be kind of. More... You'd have
1: to temper the intelligence. Yeah. In which case, it becomes a little less obnoxious but still obnoxious
0: oh man if i ever talk about comics on the show it needs to be about moon girl and devil dinosaur <laughs> <laughs> i
1: have a couple volumes of that
0: oh we should do that for the patreon at some point <laughs> uh. Alright, well that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact me at MattD at com For any general questions to any of the co-hosts, I can relay all the questions. I have also have another podcast called The Ritwit, where two twits talk about ritting. And I also have a book series on Amazon, Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. There is no Pliosaurus in it, unfortunately. The only sea creatures I really have are Mosasaurus and Tylosaurus and Elasmosaurus. And just more creatures from the late Cretaceous, because uh, that's mainly when it takes place. Although I do mix and match dinosaurs from, or creatures from other eras. Also, if you could rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Helps the algorithm, whatever that means. What is this algorithm everyone keeps talking about? <laughs> Natasha's shrugging. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this week. As we say at the end of every episode of Paleobites, uh, what does this thing make? Most creatures are silent.
1: Most of them are,
0: except for whales. I don't
1: know, let's end with the most '90s joke we can. Oh, It's extreme. It's extreme.
0: Let's get ready to rumble
1: See you next week, folks. Bye.